0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Empowering Life Ministries podcast. I'm Daryl Barber, and I'm going to be your host today. I'm so glad that you came back to uh, the program, uh, the podcast, just to uh, see what all the Lord's saying right now. You know, we're in Romans chapter 1, what we've been teaching, and uh, we're down to verse 12 where we're going to start today. Our last podcast I shared out of verse 11, kind of want to just... Uh, Look back through that just a little bit, just to get your thoughts in this. A lot of these uh, verses uh, in this letter, of course, it's running together, but some of the thoughts uh, that are there. If if you don't read that and and think about it, you will You know, it's going to be something just off the cuff. I think in your mind. So, kind of like to reiterate some things we talked about in verse eleven. We really looked at uh, Paul. And I guess what I should do, let me just read uh, verse 11 and 12, and then I'll take off on it. It says, For I'm yearning to see you that I may impart and share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen and establish you. That is, that we may be mutually strengthened and encouraged and comforted by each other's faith, both yours and mine. And what we looked at uh, last podcast, we were seeing, you know, Paul's, his whole thing uh, with the Roman Church is he wants to impart what God has given him. He want, he knows the importance of of imparting those gifts to the saints and and you know what it's going to bring about in their life uh, with these gifts functioning out of them. And you know it's like any gift. It, once a gift is received, uh, it's got to be developed. And that's that's why he spends a lot of the time he does uh, in these churches teaching them and and. Just bringing the word to them in a way that they'll know how to carry out and develop the gifts that that are being imparted to them. Uh, I I thought about and talked about uh, in the last podcast. I, I used Timothy as an example because Paul always uh, brought an encouraging word to them, and we had talked about that how Timothy had been in you know such persecution during that time, being a young pastor. And, and two, uh, dealing, dealing with fear because some of his elders had been killed for the sake of the gospel. And Paul wrote to him and just really did what most of us need in times like that. He reminded him where he came from. And he reminded him uh, that the Lord is the one that gifted him and called him to be the pastor of that church in Rome. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, pastor of that church. <coughs> and and uh, as he brought that word to him... He, you know, he it deals with the areas that we fight against, uh, fear coming against us. It puts us in a place of negativity. And uh, so I want to jump in, in Romans, verse 12 today, and he says in this verse, it says, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged and comforted by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Now, I like Paul's approach to the saints and that he's not coming off as one who has all the answers, and really he's coming there to straighten them out. He declares that what I have to impart to you will encourage you and comfort you, and also what you have to share with me is going to do the same for me. He knows how powerful their faith had to be to serve the Lord in this chaos that's taking place in that church, and only uh, not only from the persecution that comes from that emperor of Rome, but the constant infighting that's going on in the church. Uh, I think we talked about last week about the Judaizers, you know, coming in and trying to uh, uh, hinder things. And, and, you know, I say Judaizers, just the Jews that were a part of that church. They were dealing with a lot of schism and a lot of friction was in there. It was tension in the, in the room. But I think in this verse here, it's something we need to learn from. None of us have it all together, but together we have it all. Each one of us carry a piece of the puzzle and we put it all together, then we all see the picture more clearly because I need you. I need what God's given you and whether you believe it or not, you need me too. We all carry all of it. We all possess gifts. We all carry an anointing, but really it's that corporate anointing that reveals the Christ in his fullness. And I believe that's what we're all looking for. He goes on in verse 13 I'm going to read through 15. It says, I want you to know, brethren, that many times I've planned and intended to come to you, though, <clears throat> though thus far I have been hindered and prevented, in order that I might have some fruit, some results of my labors among you, as I have among the rest of the Gentiles, both to the Greeks, barbarians, to the cultured, the uncultured, both to the wise and the foolish. I have an obligation to discharge, and a duty to perform, and a debt to pay. So for my part, I'm willing, eagerly, ready, to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the, it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, in this, I think what we got to do is understand the timing of God. Because how many of you know timing is everything? Even though it was the heart of Paul to go to Rome, it only happened when the time was right. And we can learn from this story because we don't need to press to make things happen. I talk to different pastors uh, periodically who get frustrated with their church's growth, both spiritually and numerically. They're like most of us, and they want it yesterday. But I believe the key for every one of us is just to enjoy the journey. As you build your core leaders in your church and get the foundation solid, there's going to come an activation of those leaders and the body you serve that's going to bring about a trickle effect, if you would, of souls being saved and brought into your church. As we mature and embrace the importance of evangelism, and want everyone in the world to enter into that incredible life of kingdom living, then we're going to see some of the fruit that we want. And you know, that's what Paul is wanting here. He's wanting to see some fruit from his labor. That's why he's wanting to impart uh, these spiritual gifts to them. Time and purpose go hand in hand. And I'm confident Paul, in this situation, he didn't think his journey to Rome was going to be in chains. You remember he appealed to Caesar... And he went through shipwreck to get there. Upon arrival, he was under house arrest. But still, he was able to impart to those visitors in Rome who came to him. Spurgeon said this about this verse. He said, I don't suppose that Paul guessed that he would be sent there at the government's expense, but he was. That's pretty neat, isn't it? God even supplies your need to get you where you need to go. The Roman Empire had to find a ship for him. A fit escort for him too, and he entered that city as an ambassador in bonds. When our hearts are set on a thing and we pray for it, God may grant us the blessing, but it may be in a way that we never look for. You shall go to Rome, Paul, but you shall go in chains. Some of the ways the Lord uses to get us to our assignment don't look like the Lord's end at all, but I'm reminded in this the story of Joseph going from the pit to the palace. I bet he would have chosen a different route if he could have done it in his own, put it in his own hands, you know. But in the end, he determined in his heart after all was said and done that what others meant for evil, God meant for good. So no matter what happens in life, I want you to rest assured, your father is a good, good father, and everything he does, he does to bless you. Thank you for joining me today.